Check it out, man. There's somebody out there that's been struggling, been hurt, a victim of rape, a victim of hate, and it impacted your life so much that you don't know how to trust, you don't know how to love anybody. I want to let you know there's healing and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. Truth teller, look. Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles. No one even tells all of the pain she has, but she still feels. She needs healing right in here. Hey, he was a friend of the family, so she felt like she could trust him. He did so much for the family. Like everybody loved him She felt so comfortable around him That's why she told him all her problems She even cried on his shoulders Especially man when life hit rock bottom And every time that he would hug her She never knew what was behind it But one night man he came and drug her up well, And what he do man he took her somewhere private And she remembered she was fighting Trying to get him off And she was crying yelling someone come and get him off man. But no one never came This was the night he afflicted so much pain You see what you made me do Girl, you lucky I don't beat you he said you better shut your mouth But even if you told me, nobody's gonna believe you And then he left it to herself Time went and she kept it to herself Whole life and she questioning the cell Depression with the cell, no accepting in the cell Now the devil even laughing at you Like I was mad at you, that's why he let it happen to you Nah, I said he tries to isolate you And make you feel like everybody hates you And now you hide behind your makeup Every relationship you have, those a breakup Someday she don't wanna wake up She'd rather sleep so the pain will go away, huh? Heart shattered all the pieces Now she trying to gather all the pieces The only thing that mattered though is Jesus Forgiveness equal freedom, Lord, I'm asking you to free her Yeah, heart shattered all the pieces Now you trying to gather up the pieces But the only thing that mattered though is Jesus Forgiveness equal freedom, Lord, I'm asking you to free her Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles No one even tells all of the pain she she still feels feel. healing right in here Maybe you didn't notice by the way she smiles No one even tells all of the pain she has She still feels healing right in here Life could be painful so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair You're calling out for help, man, but no one there You probably got you feeling like no one cares Tell the life can be painful, but so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair There's only one that hears you, I promise he hears you You call it when he need, cause I promise he need you Say, life can be painful, but so unfair Life can be painful, but so unfair You're calling out for help, man, but no one there You probably got you feeling like no one cares Life can be painful, but so unfair And life can be painful, but so Look, there's only one that heals you, I promise he hears you You call it when he need, cause I promise he need you, yo We can all be impacted by our past But never allow your past to determine your future Rape is a sin, and God hates sin God hates what happened to you He knows that your heart been traumatized It says the Lord is not far from you Psalm 34, 18 says the Lord is near the brokenhearted And save those who are crushed in spirit So when these terrible events happen in your life You gotta seek spiritual healing and counsel Psalm 4, 8 says In peace I will both lie down and sleep For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety See, to be set free, you gotta forgive the offender You gotta leave revenge for God Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you Romans 12, 19 Check it out, though, look You gotta exchange your, oh, 
identity for the new identity in the person for Christ. Philippians 3, 7, 9, check it out. Allow God to display his glory and splendor through you as you share your testimony with a world that is hurting and it needs healing as well. Helping other victims will also bring you healing. God has a purpose for your life. You can trust him with your tears, your inner wounds, and all your fears. He could be trusted. He is faithful. There is healing and restoration in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hello, 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 and thank you all for joining me for a discussion about domestic violence on college campuses. My name is Kathy Suver, and I am your host today. So let me begin by sharing. Abuse is prevalent on college campuses. College-age women between the ages of 16 and 24 have the highest per capita rate of intimate partner violence. That means that 21% of college students report being uh, having experienced dating violence by a current partner, and 32% of college students report experiencing dating violence by a previous partner. According to Healing Abuse Working for Change, peer pressure, the presence of drugs and alcohol, stressful schedules, tight-knit friend groups, and social media contribute to higher rates of abuse, sexual assault, and stalking for students. Young people also have limited relationship experience. Young ladies, it's true. And often, if a high school relationship was at all violent or unhealthy, it is likely that future college relationships will be unhealthy also. And guess what, listeners? College years is when young adults begin to form those serious romantic relationships. And college can also represent a very unique arena for abusers. With that being said, let me introduce my special guests today who are going to chat and share with us their thoughts about domestic violence on college campuses. As a disclaimer, let me say this, none of us are experts on the topic of domestic violence. So we are simply here for chatting purposes only, okay? (laughs) So my co-host today is Miss Chrissy. Miss Chrissy, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you for the invite. Fantastic. Fantastic. I see that you're traveling. That's okay. You're here to join us and and help us with this conversation today. So we are excited to have you. And my guest panelists today are Miss Kashana, Miss Nisi, and Miss Kyla. Hi, ladies. How are you all doing today? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Fantastic. To each of you, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you ladies are not shy, shy, because I'm hoping for a really fruitful conversation today. Okay. (laughs) So, so let's start out with a question to open things up. Okay. So there's no wrong or right answer. Okay. So first tell me, and either one of you can volunteer to speak first, or I can call you one by one. It really, whatever your comfort level is, but Share with me, what is, or what would you define as domestic violence? Um, Personally, I feel like domestic violence isn't just like, you know, putting hands or like assault. I think it could be kidnapping, sexual assault, harassment, even mentally, you can go through domestic violence. That's right. That's right. All of those apply to uh, domestic violence. And that was Miss Kashana, right? Mm-hmm. 
Wonderful. And Miss Nisi, what do you think or what do you define as domestic violence? I would say domestic violence would be, you know, abuse within the home, but not always within the home. And um, kind of to, to piggyback off what Kashana said, um, it could be verbal abuse or mental abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of that applies as well to domestic violence. So as you see, domestic violence is not just one thing. It could be a variation of different things that can account for domestic violence. And Miss Kyla, how would you define domestic violence? Uh, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, just in summary of what uh, Kashan said and Janissa said, um, it can be physical, multi- uh, emotional, um, just any type of can happen where domestic violence can be very prevalent honestly domestic violence really starts from what you see so it is factors into it honestly absolutely all of you are absolutely right there is a lot that factors into domestic violence (laughs) and you know most people tend to think that domestic violence is physical adult, physical abuse though. You know, a lot of people don't think through the process. So people, when it comes to that physical abuse, a lot of people think it's like just being pushed or shaken or slapped or punched or kicked or, you know, even objects being thrown at people or the use of weapons. And then, you know, most devastating, it can end up being homicide. So, you know, that does go into the fact that a lot of people think that domestic violence is just physical when it's not. Um, but did uh, but did you all know, you know, like, well, I shouldn't ask, did you all know if there are other forms of, of uh, domestic violence? Because you just mentioned a lot of them. So, you know, mentioning the emotional abuse, there's also financial abuse. There's sexual and mental abuse. So that goes into a lot of what you ladies just mentioned as definitions of, Uh, domestic violence you know so a lot of that plays in so I'm glad to hear that you you guys think beyond just the physical of domestic violence and that it includes an array of things that can happen uh, in a domestic violence situation so before we get too far ahead let me give you ladies the book definition of domestic violence okay it is the willful intimidation physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systematic pattern of, of uh, power and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. So I want you to remember this, okay? And I'm going to read it again, read the definition to you again. So it is the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systematic pattern of power and control perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. And and Kathy, um, this is this is this is Chrissy. Sure, and just sure. to, to add to add to the book definition, I think it's very important that we are aware that that definition includes intimate partnership against one another because I heard one of the young ladies said um, uh, you, you you always think that it's um, you have to be married or uh, mm-hmm. in order to have domestic violence and you may not be married to your partner it can be boyfriend girlfriend it can be girlfriend girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend um, it can right. be sister brother 
Um, so domestic violence um, does not just incorporate that you have to be married. And we want young people to realize that can because um, one or the other can tell, you know, well, we're, this is not domestic violence. But we're not married. Well, if you're treating mm -hmm. someone um, in an abusive way, uh, verbally, uh, sexually, physically, whatever uh, mean that is, then that is considered domestic violence. Absolutely. That is so correct. And you're right. A lot of times um, people do tend to think that it can only be defined if you're married. You're absolutely right. Sometimes people think it's only if you're married, it can be considered domestic violence. But what you just said is absolutely true. It could be anybody. It can be somebody you're in a relationship with, or it can be, you know, somebody who you're dating, like you said, or it could just be a friend. You know, domestic violence is domestic violence. Right. Um, Right. So thank you so much for that. Um, so I don't know if you all know this, but domestic violence is prevalent in every community. And I got somebody that's on this phone is moving around. I want y'all to get comfortable so we can talk about this thing. Uh -oh. <laughs> that phone, that phone making a lot of noise. Uh, so uh, again, as I was saying, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but domestic violence is prevalent in every community and it affects all people all people regardless of you know age or social economic status sexual orientation gender race religion or nationality it doesn't even matter about your near year of graduation from college what fraternity you belong to what sorority you belong to <laughs> athletics team or major i had to get that in there i had to get that in there so it doesn't matter you know it domestic violence affects everybody Everybody. Yes. yes. Okay. I so I agree. Mm -hmm. So th thank you for all of your, your words of knowledge. And we want to thank, first of all, thank you for allowing me to be your co-host on today. We do want to thank the young ladies, as you already done, for being courageous and to have an open, transparent, non-judgmental conversation for those that think they have no voice. Um, because mm -hmm. of you, young ladies, um, we hope to give those um, that are not aware of domestic violence the signs to look for so that hopefully we can prevent that. And for those mm -hmm. that are experiencing it, we hope to empower and encourage them to know that they deserve a better life. And for those that have experienced it, we want them to know that they, are, they have survived, that they have purpose, and that they can recover and be overcomers. So I want to thank you, ladies, and encourage and empower you for giving a voice to those that don't think they have one. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you so much. And, and I'm sure that these ladies are feeling empowered because guess what? They agreed to be here. Like you said, mm -hmm. they agreed to be here. So they're, they're, this is important. Something about domestic violence on college campuses is important within their being that mm -hmm. they said, I'm going to, I'm going to join this. So thank you, Chrissy, for welcoming them. All right. So ladies, by response of yes or no, how many of you are aware that domestic violence is about dominance and control? Yes. Yes. And I'm missing somebody. Did I hear everybody say yes? That you knew domestic violence was about dominance and control? 
So if you answered yes, tell me. Um, and I think I heard Kashana also say yes. Um, Kashana, why do you think, or what 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 leads you to think that domestic violence is about dominance and control? Oh, or did we get locked out, Shauna? Kashana? Can you hear me? I'm well. This is Kyla speaking. Oh. Okay, Kyla, that's, that's uh, fine. Tell me, did you answer yes that you... Okay, fantastic. So tell me why your answer is yes, that you believe domestic violence is about dominance and control. Uh, for one, uh, dominance and control, it, it empowers a lot of people to where they feel like they're entitled to whatever position that they feel they're entitled to, especially being in a relationship. Um, more mm. so, uh, whether it be... Um, a male or a female, whatever partner that, you know, you see to um, have a, a relationship with, it's about that, that power of being like, in control, just having order. Like, like I'm the male, I'm the woman, so you need to do what I say. And of, of mm-hmm. course, that's not right. But however, it's just like, that's what they're, I don't know if that's probably what they're probably used to or what they've seen, or that's just something that, um, it's prevalent in their lives to where that's the thing that they've always been doing. But I, that's why I mm-hmm. say yes. It's just more so of a, a order, more so just like this is what I need to do. So everything needs to go this way. It's either my way or the highway. All right. Well, Kyla, you know, you're so right because you said a big word in there that I heard was entitlement. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we look at the history of of our families we could just use our own individual families when we look at the history of our families it's like way back in the day you know there was this order like you said of how things were to be done and that mm-hmm. now don't get me wrong now at this day and time the man is still the head of the household so i'm not belittling that by any means the man should be still the head of the household but um you know back in the day it was like this is what you're expected to do. And then, you know, if domestic violence happened to be a part of it back in the day, it was sort of accepted, Mm -hmm. you know, it was accepted. And it was that the woman didn't leave the home when those things um, happened. And, you know, the man was in quotation entitled to be able to, to have those behaviors and say those things and do those things. So that's an absolute great point that you made that. Yeah. Yeah. They look at it, and I'm not saying the entitlement feeling is just back in the day. There's some mm-hmm. men or and women, because there are some women who commit domestic violence also, who mm-hmm. feel entitled to be able to tell their partner or their boyfriend or girlfriend, this is what you're going to do, this is what you're not going to do. So that's a part of why we're here talking today, because we want young ladies and young men in college to understand that there's, there is no entitlement like mm-hmm. that that's you know that's not the place where you need to be so thank you so much miss kyla um miss niecy do you want to add to that or answer that question yes, again for me i think you said yes too. I did. okay um well dominance to me i think can be kind of a good and a bad thing it just depends on the severity of it but control i feel like you know when you when you're with someone and they seem to want to be control over everything. That right there for me would be a red flag. Just because um, I feel like in a relationship, it shouldn't be 
such as like, you know, kind of like what Kyla said, you know, you shouldn't be entitled to, you know, everything. And you shouldn't feel like you have full control over me and the the relationship. There you go. Because guess what? You still want to have your voice, right? right? You still want to have your voice. Chrissy, is there anything you want to add so far or share? I know we haven't gotten to Kashana yet, but is there anything that you want to respond to that Miss Kyla, Miss Nisi have shared so far? Yes, I, I, I'm just listening to the conversations and my, my mind is turning over here. I, I heard someone talk about um, how uh, the upbringing and how things were in the past. And so I got to thinking about how it affects them now. Um, now young people are affected by what they have seen and um, whether that's from their parents, grandparents, or whoever raised them. So you wonder why or where did this abusive uh, behavior come from? And it's either they saw Mm -hmm. that when they were younger or they were abused themselves when they were younger. Um, So some of those Mm -hmm. are factors that bring it over into their adult life or young adult life. Um, they could have saw their parents, one or the other, be abused, or they they could have been abused by their parents or grandparents. And so they think that mm-hmm. this is normal behavior. Um, so sometimes they don't even realize that they're being abusive people because it's been the norm for them all their lives. Um, not to make excuse for them, because it's no excuse for anyone being abused or being an abuser. Um, But I think understanding Mm -hmm. is everything. Understanding helps you be able to prevent um, yourself from being in those um, positions. And it also makes it be able to where you're knowledgeable enough to help the abuser understand why they are the abuser. Um, So I think Mm. those were um, important factors for me. And then when I listened to the last young lady talk about dominance and control, Um, I think we have to be careful in the definition of both of those, because then you 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 can't it's hard for you to know, Okay, when is someone actually being an abuser? Are they do they have this dominant behavior? Because we know people that have type A personality or are very Mm -hmm. strong, strong men. um, And then you you wonder, Okay, are they just a strong alpha male or are they? Uh, being dominant is kind of hard. So what, how do you know the difference? And I just had this conversation with someone. Um, How do you Mm -hmm. know the difference of a strong alpha male or female or, or are they an abuser? Um, And I think you have to look at the total picture of a person. If you're in a relationship with someone and they have a strong personality. It's nothing wrong with a strong personality. You want a strong person, especially if it's a male, to lead you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, the control is when you see other behaviors. Um, mm-hmm. Is it that they don't want you around? They isolate you from family, friends. Um, that's a sign of, and I hope I'm not uh, taking <laughs> some of the uh, comments that's coming later. No, but no. some of them. Some of the signs are you have to look further than just the dominant behavior. Um, are there other signs of abuse? Are they isolating you from family and friends? Do they tell you what you need to wear and not wear? Do they tell you how to do your hair or not cut your hair? Um, 
do they tell you where to go and not to where to go it is so you look at the big bigger picture to see and also then you look at um their family whether male or female i don't want to be because we have men that are abused as well right. So right. you have to look at the family history and have conversations about their family to know, okay, yeah, I think this person has signs of being an abuser. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I'm going to let Kashana respond, then I'm going to go back to something you just said too, Chrissy. So Kashana, um, what are your thoughts on it? Are you aware that domestic violence was about dominance and control? I think I heard you say yes, but um, share with us why you feel that way also. I don't know what's going on with Kashana Ian. Kashana, we can't hear you, baby. She maybe is she disconnected? No, I see her connected on Kashana. I don't know. I don't know. I think someone had a I think someone had a comment. Yes, so this is Kyla speaking. Um, I did have a comment yes, um, in regards to what Miss Christie was saying. Um, another thing with the dominance and control is more so with your social media, which you see every day. Um, right. It's like what you think of yes. music, um, your favorite artists, uh, whether it be your favorite artists, your actresses, anything you really see is already normalized. So where you, you just know it, you just, you see it so much, it's just, you just don't think too much of it so when you see it in your movies or anything like that for one i personally don't like anything that's domestic violence i understand that it shows awareness it brings awareness and movies and stuff but it can be triggering for a lot of people of which i have seen so it, it happens so regularly to where it's like you know um it is just it's normalizing a lot of things we see on social media too um and i would say like Dominance control feeds off weak. I'm not. I'm not like saying the the person is weak. I'm just saying it, that's what it really feeds off weak. So if a lot of a lot of things comes into the play where it's like, I think what uh, Janisha was. I don't know what she said. It was good for dominance control if she made anything like sexual type of thing. But to me personally, it's like. I'm a, I'm a I'm a very like, you know, I'm a passive person. So me into the whole dominance and control, it's like it's very triggering for me, especially going with someone who is such an alpha male. Cause I know that I'm a passive person. I'm a submissive type person. Mm -hmm. So going is very like you gotta be kind of careful, at least for me. I have to be careful who who I wanna have around me, one or what I who I want to be in a relationship with when it comes to that. So that's a lot of things that go right. into um, a factor when, you know, even entering that realm of people just knowing yourself. So important. So important to know yourself and to have that strength within you to know, um, like you just mentioned, you're a passive person. There's nothing wrong with being passive believe it or not i used to be passive but we're not this this podcast is not about about that chrissy so don't comment <laughs> um so <laughs> so um but it is good to know yourself but it also is good to know the boundaries that you will allow someone to present against you you know what i'm saying so that is so important and you also mentioned i think you mentioned the triggers and how now on social media and on TV, how it's just, you see it. I mean, you see, like, there is nothing uh, 
like on TV, you actually see people on some shows where it's a fight, a not like a, a bar fight, but you know, actual domestic violence where someone will slap somebody or it will be just whatever. And it is so normalized, unfortunately, but it's still, it's so wrong because even with, think about smaller children who are seeing um, this domestic violence happening on TV and it at that point it's moved beyond just the generational curse of thinking it's okay. They're seeing it on TV. You know? So yeah, triggers are so, yeah. so important. Um, yeah, she made some good points. And knowing yourself. She made some good yeah. points when you think about, um, talk about social media. And I think um, people don't think about the, the triggers or the influences. Um, we think more about what they've seen as, as, as children, but she was absolutely right in the things that you see in social media, the te uh, TV, and even in um, playing games, all these games, this uh, combat, uh, Mortal Kombat, I think is what it's called. Um, yes. yeah. yeah. So you don't think about what's being instilled in the mind of children, even when they're playing games like this. And, you know, when they're playing these games with shooting and they think that this is normal. And I think pa as parents, you don't think about um, this is going to instill any kind of behavior into our children. But it is. It's, it's the norm and what they're seeing. This is normal. So that was, that was a great point right. that you brought up. Right. Can y'all hear right. me? We can oh, hear great. you because Shauna, we're so glad you're back. <laughs> okay. But we're talking technology, so you know we're we're still here. So you we're good. We can hear you. Oh, um, I also and go to say something. I'm sorry. Sure. Um, I didn't uh -huh, mean to you off. But um, kind of to uh piggyback off what Miss Chrissy was saying about um being like seeing it as you grow up. I want to say like you know um. It's not up to you to see those kind of things, but it is up to you to um, to develop an understanding of what's right and wrong. So, like she said, you know, you can't really make excuses for it, even though mm -hmm. that's what some, somebody may have, you know, seen growing up or they witnessed it. And, you know, they take part in becoming like an abuser. But you also, it's also up to you to understand, like, you know, what's right and what's wrong. Because I think, you know, they also talk about it you know, in school and certain places that you may go, you know, they teach you like what's right and what's wrong. And um to clarify, like when I said, you know, being dominant was a can be a good or bad thing. You know, as they say, like the man is the head of the household. Um, dominance is isn't really always, you know, like toxic. You don't want to like drain drain the voice of your partner, but Mm. It can be, you know, it just depends. Like some people like, some people like dominate people to a certain extent. Like don't be, you know, so controlling. There you go. That's good. That's good right there. That's, that's <laughs> real good. And education is definitely oh, key. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone was about to say something. Me. Um. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're so glad you're bad. Thanks. <laughs> But for what my mom was saying, I kind of, and um, Kyla, the whole, like, speaking relationship-wise, like, I think majority women like when, like, men take, like, take control. But, like, to a certain extent, you draw the line, like, 
especially like being in college, like a lot of guys will be like, oh, you're not wearing that. You're not going out there or what you posting this on like social media for. Like you see that a lot. And I'm old school. So like, I feel like <laughs> I feel like <laughs> when I'm talking to someone, like it should literally be like, you know, we're getting to know each other. That's why you don't just rush into things. You have to see like the full picture of who this person is. Like you don't want them to just fully take over like not you're not heard or they're influencing you or controlling your whole life because at that point let's those red farms you gotta cut the cut it cut it <laughs> there's some kind of song out there i know uh <laughs> cut you just gotta cut it and and oh and that's <laughs> or we ain't gonna say cut them because it's a podcast but we're <laughs> just gonna cut it out i understand um, but that's that's so important to know that, you know, you just mentioned about how on college campuses that, you know, these little boy, I shouldn't say little boyfriends, <laughs> Lord have mercy. I got caught up. These young men are having something to say about what young ladies are wearing. Like, you know, that's interesting because way back in the day, and I'm talking about way back when I was in school, that wasn't. A, a thing or I didn't experience I guess I shouldn't say it wasn't a thing but I didn't experience that but I'm sure it was out there I'm sure it was there mm-hmm. at school um, but that's yeah that's so interesting and it's not right it's just not right mm-hmm. and you know I, one, of, one of I think it might have been you Kyle I can't remember which one one of you mentioned isolation um, in co- on college campuses I don't know if that's occurring on college campuses but if if young men are trying to dictate what a young lady is wearing he may also be trying to dictate who her friends are on college campuses right. yes like I'm your only friend you don't need friends or they, like right. I I've, honestly I can speak from my situation of a past situation thank God um, <laughs> that you know it was it went down to you know selecting my friends out oh she's not your true friend she's not your true friend and basically turning you against your friends so now you're losing friendships and stuff mm-hmm. so to the, it was literally he was my only friend so I that was just that was just well, bad well I'm so glad to hear you say past friend because you you were in that situation and now as you stand today you've recognized what it was and and hopefully that's a lesson learned because as we all continue to live and walk through life everything that we walk through we're going to have a lesson to learn in that situation and I have you know one, and take it with us I have one more thing to say I'm so sorry sure um, no you're so fine I, I get this question asked a lot and I I'm just bringing it up to you guys um a lot of people um they'd be like you know why don't you, why don't you leave? And da, 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 da. You, you know, the basic questions, you know, why don't you leave and stuff? And I don't mm-hmm. think um people, at least for, I'm speaking from my own, you know, situation, I don't think people understand. It's just like, when that's all you know, that's all you know, especially in that given time. So it's just like, when I didn't have no friends, or so I couldn't really go out or do any things or whatever, that's all I knew. And especially coming all the way up to um upstate, and being three hours away from home is that that's literally all I knew. So I would I wouldn't go back home all the time because I was working so so much. And I think that's what what became my safe haven personally. Like you know he wouldn't tell me you know no don't go to work. 
Like, no, he was right. all about money, you know, get your money and mm-hmm. stuff. So that would be my safe haven. That's why I would feel good. That's why I would feel safe. And just, like, I just kept going to work, kept going to work, kept going to work. I would do, like, 12-hour shifts just to not be there with him. And that's how I knew that mm-hmm. it was now. That That is a problem, y'all. I did not like my wow. job. But if I went to my job working 12-hour shifts just so I can not be there with him, that was a problem for me. I'm sorry. I just have to speak my no, that's okay. That's, that's you okay. Because you found the strength to get up and leave and find what was better. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm so proud to hear that. So can I ask you this? Yes, ma'am. And and please, if you do not feel comfortable, don't answer. Okay, yes, ma'am. What gave you the strength to leave? Oh, oh. Okay, so a couple of reasons. Um, one reason, um, uh, I started talking to this guy. Um, we just were friends or straight platonic, but he he gave me a reason for me to be me. Does that make sense? He gave me a reason for me to be me. I didn't have a reason for me to be me. I was being me for him. So him mm-hmm. giving me a reason for me to be me, that was like the greatest strength of all at once coming from someone else. So that's the first thing. Wow. The second thing is like my studies. Like, I would get so overwhelmed with what's what going on around me and my outsides. That's a stressor to me. Being in that relationship was a stressor to me. So that was a stressor in itself. On top of, you know, me coming to college, I wasn't living in dorms. I had to straight get into an apartment. So I was working, paying bills and stuff. I was like, everything was a stressor on top of going to school itself. So when I saw even, like, a one one of my classes, I felt as though it was dropping. I felt like it was because of outside source. That was that was it for me. I don't play like that. I really do not. So <laughs> that was another thing. And my mom, my mom, um, she she know I'm always the life. I'm always the like the life in the family. Like I'm I'm the like butterfly of the family. And she saw that, you know, my light was being dimmed. And she didn't know the reason. I'm the type of person, me and my mom have a good relationship, but it's just like it would take off honestly a lot for me to come and tell her this is the reason it's really because of pride that's just something for me it's really mm-hmm. pride because I don't want her to you know be alarmed or worry because you know I know she has her own things and I do too so that was more so it's like I gotta do this for me because I know she knows that I'm hurting I'm not telling her so that was mm-hmm. more so um, a me choice so when we finally did break up um, uh, I'm glad that it was a good breakup and it didn't you know go into anything more um or bad in any way but it was it was mm-hmm. a mutual breakup um you know we both just went our separate ways and we just never like communicated ever since well we're glad that you're 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 a butterfly and we love bu- butterflies <laughs> and we're so glad that you found your light because that is so important to find your own light and to focus on you and what makes you happy and not putting yourself in that position where your your happiness is based on someone else's happiness. Right. You know, so we're so glad that you found your own light and decided to fly your own way and continue to flap your butterfly wings. We're happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy. Um, Chrissy, I think you were about to say something. Is that right? Oh, no. Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so well, my next question, ladies, is: Does anyone think that domestic violence is just a one-time event? No, no. And why? Um, no, say, absolutely not. I say no because, you know, uh, like like um, Kyla was saying, I think that was Miss Chrissy actually. She said, you know, they isolate you. So one thing I've learned, um, due to a previous relationship, they tend to, you know, isolate you first. So that you're, so that they're the only person that you're used to, and mm-hmm. um, once the, the abuse starts, you know, after like you know, the physical abuse starts or the mental abuse starts, um, you're the only person that they know now. So I think it's it's going to continue because, like I said, you know, you're the only person that they're the only person that you you know now. Mm-hmm. You don't have any more friends. You know, you barely talk to your family. So, um, I would say that it is, you know, an ongoing thing until you finally get the courage, you know, to to stop it and leave. Absolutely, absolutely, you're so right. Um, that that courage is so important, and it's not just about older people, but even in college, um, if you are in a domestic violence situation or an abuse situation or whatever you want to call it you do have to find that courage to get out of that situation because it's not going to bring you um, anything pleasurable because um, like I think Kyla, is it, who am I talking to? Miss Nisi or Miss Kyla? Nisi. <laughs> Miss Nisi. Well, Miss Kyla, as Miss Kyla was saying, you know, she had lost focus on herself and thank God she found the focus uh, back on herself because her college was important. Her classes were important her vision was important of what she was doing with her life, her job, her apartment, her bills, all of those were priorities for her. And she realized that that situation with that person was not a benefit for her and that she, her focus was on that person. And it's, and thank God she was able to refocus and realize that, Hey, college, this, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need to be doing for me. And in order for me to accomplish this, I need to separate myself from that relationship. So thank God for that. Um, Kashana, did you, did you want to answer to that uh, domestic violence? Do you think it's a one-time event? I think you said no also. Yeah, I don't think so because simply like the first time you may like even experience some uh, domestic violence, boys tend to, or men, should I say men, um, <laughs> they'll probably tend to apologize the first time you're like, okay, maybe it was just one time. But then it's like, they probably thinking, okay, she's comfortable with it. You know, she's not going to put her foot down. So I'm going to keep on doing the same thing over. So until you like acknowledge like, okay, this is, this is not it. This is like, this is abuse. You have to pull yourself Mm -hmm. out of it yourself. But I think it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yes. It is. I, How about I, the, um, Oh, go ahead, Chrissy. I didn't know if the other young lady wanted to answer before I comment. No, go ahead and comment. Okay. So I, I'm going to kind of insert this as, as you all were talking. I was thinking, why um, was I a part of this topic? Why was I chosen to be a co-host for this topic? And I'm not a... Um, college student. Uh, what what made me be chosen to be a co-host? And so about two nights ago, it hit me 
that I was a college abuse victim. My abuser, I actually was um, abused, started in my freshman year of college. So I dated someone that was not in college. He was a few years older than I. And um, I started dating him when I was in my 12th grade year of high school. Um, he did not become abusive until my freshman year of college. And he was so controlling that I, I rarely went to school. I missed multiple, because I wasn't staying on campus. So instead of going to school, I would go be with him because that's what he wanted me to do. Um, he bought all my clothes. He took my, I thought it was love to the point that I married him. Now, I did not know the, no one had talked to me about abuse. I didn't know anything about what are the signs to, to look for. I thought that this was love because he was doing all this for me. He did everything that my father did for me as far as buying me things. And, you know, I thought that was love, that he was showing me love. The physical abuse did not start until after I married him. Um, but I look back years later on how and what was the signs when someone that's how I can I can tell you it's not a textbook it does not have to tell me what an abuser looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, when someone isolates you from your family and your friends don't want you to get your hair cut, tell you where to go, who to be around, um, have you as just their you're, you're relying totally on them. Um, to the point where sometimes um, I would not work because he wanted me at home. Um, that's isolation. And when you're in the midst of it, you don't know it until it became so bad that my life was threatened. Um, I was ran off the road um, going to ch from church with kids in the car. Um, a gun had been put to my head. It was so many things start happening. So I had to pray to God, give me courage to leave this relationship. Mm -hmm. So now I'm able to tell you all as college students what the signs are and what to look for so that you can hopefully avoid those type of relationships to where you love yourself first. And once you learn how to love yourself, you know how you need to be loved. Absolutely. But until you learn that, you receive love any kind of way that you get it because you don't know any different. So powerful. Like Thank it. you. So powerful. Thank you. I think loving yourself is definitely, before jumping into it, for someone else to love you, you need to love yourself first. Mm, so important. And a lot of us don't know how to love ourselves or, or even how Absolutely. to begin to love ourselves. So that is so important. Yeah, it takes and Chris, a little soul searching. Yeah, it does. It, and don't and don't wait till y'all get old like us to be searching your soul. That's why we're that's why we're doing this podcast today. We want y'all to learn early. We want young college women right. and men uh, to learn early that it is so important to love yourself. So wonderful. Thank and you. Man. Thank you all for the input. Um, did anyone else want to add anything? Mm-hmm. Right now, you're good. You're good. Yes. 
All right. Fantastic. So what we're going to do now, we're going to have a little multiple choice question because see, y'all are college students, so y'all used to taking tests. So between what age, age group rather, do you think intimate partner violence is common against women? So that would be A would be 18 to 24, B would be 25 to 30, and C would be 31 and older. A for sure. Yeah, I think A as well. A for sure. Absolutely. Intimate partner violence is common against women who are between the ages of 8 and 24. And what is that age? Those graduating from high school and going into college, right? right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what our topic is today. It's what our topic is today. So, um, young ladies, so right. let me share with you, like, my journey of domestic violence before the age of 21. And Chrissy has so kindly started us out with sharing with you her journey and what she had experienced. And you see um, that age group, you know, that is that right age group because I was 21. So I experienced the perils of domestic violence from someone who I dated in college and did not experience any domestic violence in college. No, no problem. No anything until later when we got married. So Yet for me, the abusive, you know, the abuse, abusive behavior, I didn't see all of that isolation and all of the, the things that come with it. And even if I had, well, let me honestly say that even if I had, I would not have recognized it at that time anyway. So, you know, without a doubt, without having to read any statistical numbers from the book, I know that the information mm. um, statistically, that age group is the age group where domestic violence start. So I know that that information is true. So, Chrissy? Mm-hmm. So, we, we just want to encourage you all, and in, not just you all that um, have um, shared your stories of how you've overcome, but we want to encourage those that are listening, um, male or female, we want to encourage you and, and empower you to um, have a better life and want more for yourself. And, you know, the experiences that you have had, whether you're on this call as um, a panelist or um, listening to us on the podcast, you know, your experiences that you have went through is to empower you and to also share your story and be transparent with others so that you can help others be able to survive. We're here to help each other. We're here to help you heal. We're here to help you hopefully prevent um, from needing to be healed. If we talk more about it, because I think that's what's missing in our community. We have put a blanket over domestic violence for so long um, that we're afraid of talking about it. We're afraid of saying that I was that person. But if you put a face to domestic violence, then everybody that have been through it will be able to relate. So we want you to relate to who we are. You may not see our face, but hear our voice and know that we've been there and we're here to empower you and help you. And if you want some assistance in being empowered or encouraged or even finding resources for you, make sure that you contact a place to prosper. Um, we're on Facebook. My, this is my sister's um, organization. She's on Facebook. You can follow through the podcast. However, we can help you, you so that we preach? as a community can survive. I, 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 you I better shout it on you. I, I like I this. Mean, 
You better, girl. You, I, I got the shaking over here. You better speak. Amen. All right. Well, um, I don't even know what to say now. No, uh, no, no. But Chris is seriously, thank you for, you know, because we are here to encourage all of us are here to encourage young ladies uh, and young men that they do not have to endure the the stigma of domestic violence so thank you so much so much so much so um ladies a few minutes ago or a little while ago i made the statement that college can represent a unique arena for abusers so what do you think about that statement and why do you think that college can be considered a a unique arena and and you've mentioned this a couple of times so tell me what your thoughts are what are your thoughts kashana i think well First off, when we come to college, it's a bunch of freedom out here. <laughs> so I think when people like you moving around, you get your own place or you in your own room, you know, if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, y'all spending more quality time together. So it's easier to a domestic violence is easier. Mm-hmm. in that arena mm-hmm. because mostly because we have more freedom you probably wouldn't do that if you were at home right but if you're used to it and you've seen it and you're like okay this is my this is an opportunity it's an open opportunity for them that's right that's right and miss Nisi, what do you think about the statement college um can represent a unique arena for abusers um i agree with kashana you know um like she said we do have more freedom so, you know, and sometimes people go far away. Some people go far mm-hmm. away from college, so it's not easy for them to always come home um, when they want to or when they need to. And, you know, some some uh, men or women take it up upon themselves, you know, well, she's all the way out here, you know, far away from home. So nobody can really, you know, get to her when they need to. Mm-hmm. That's right. That distance, they take advantage. Right. Yeah, they get to see that they have the opportunity to influence or control somebody right. now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm stepping up to I can do what yeah. I want to do. Mm, that's right. Miss Kyla and, and and to add to that. Um so I would I would most definitely agree with both of you guys. Um it's it is because of freedom. Um coming into college and like Kashana was saying that it yeah, it's the freedom. I would mm-hmm. say it's more so, um, I know for me being uh, three hours away from home and me being in that past relationship, it was more so like, you know, a nurturing thing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, she she needs me. She can't do it by herself, cause, so she needs me. That, that was more so how it was. And unfortunately, it's not like I needed him, but it was more so it's like, you know, it was he was a a good help being Mm -hmm. in that relationship. I mean, I know I'm talking about the cons, but in some ways it did have some pros, too. And more Mm -hmm. so like, you know, he was he was everything. He was my shoulder cry on, you know, sometimes he was financial help. It's a lot of things. So being in college, just being. Yeah. You're right. That isolation from family is is one of the things and all three of you touched upon that 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 isolation from family is is a big thing on how college can become that or be considered a unique arena because when you're far away and you're 
you know, your daddy's not there, your mama's not there, you're not walking in the house and dinner cooked on the table. And, and also you all mentioned that freedom. So you got freedom and then you're far away from home. You know, that's, that's just a place where you can be easily preyed upon. So you're right. Isolation from family. And what about the fear? Um, like a person that's being victimized, the fear of them telling someone and then their abusers like right there on the college campus, Mm -hmm. you know, that fear, you know, you tell on him and then what, or her, him or her, then what's going to happen? Cause like, you got to walk to your classes and they're right there. But then also two girls, it, it, I think that the college um, can be considered a unique arena because guess what? A lot of times, a girl or a guy might not realize that being pushed or slapped or belittled is actually abuse because they're not educated about it, mm-hmm. you know? So they may not even know that they're, the guy pushing her up against the wall or whatever may not, re- I mean, it may physically painfully hurt, but they may not even realize that this is actually abuse or if he should call her a name or if he should dictate what she's wearing and why you taking, um, pictures and putting that on snapchat you know may not realize that is abuse and control okay you know you made a good point because a lot of people do come to college and like their parents or their um like okay grandparents if they live with them on the mm-hmm. but they don't have that communication with them or they don't have like you know that relationship to where they could talk to them about that before they go off to college. That's right. Because it's a lot of subjects that haven't been touched on that people just simply have to like learn and go through as they're in college themselves. Right. They just have to figure it out. And guess what? A lot of times I, I would think that parents are not really at home thinking about, well, I do need to talk to my child about domestic violence on college campus because we so we so excited that our child going to college. <laughs> Right. We don't think, you know, and, and actually in your teen years anyway, because dating and vi- dating violence exists, we don't think about talking about our children about that even in teen years. So when it's time to graduate from high school, you know, we parents, we pumped up, you know, because you got that degree. Then you get that acceptance letter to college. Like we pumped up my baby going to college, but we don't think about the fact that we need to equip our are naive and I don't mean this critical for for anybody because we we all been young once but you know we don't are not naive 18 year old that's getting ready to go off to college we don't think about we need to teach them uh, what's acceptable what's not about all these boys that's going to be talking to them and what not to accept we don't think about it you know Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great point, and I I, I hope that those parents that's that's listening um, catch that point. Is you you you're absolutely right, Kashana, and and we probably you know I I I probably can hold um, myself or need to hold myself accountable for that as well. When you you send your children <laughs> off to college, you tell them about not spending too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure they they get their lesson making sure they go to school um you tell them about everything that we think is related to college but we miss out some big opportunities to even before they get to college talking to them about domestic violence Mm -hmm. talking to them about who they're centering themselves 
around and who who's imparting into their lives there are that's that's a we we haven't fully equipped them mm. it's just like uh the word of god putting on the full armor we didn't give them the full armor we have not given them the full armor to prepare that's them right. for college and then therefore life so I, I, I that that she she kind of cut me on my leg with that, um, it, but absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, we have conversations, but when you think about mm -hmm. just having those conversations and being intentional, intentional is the word. Being intentionally equipping them for those type of experience so that they can avoid that. I think we have missed that Absolutely. opportunity. So Sorry. thank you, Kashana, for bringing no, 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 that to light. Well, I also um, just have a point. Uh, domestic violence, dominance and control doesn't always have to be in relationships. It can be strictly platonic with friendships too. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen, um, you know, platonic friendships in where in which it was in emotional abuse more so and mm. it was just like you know accommodation at that point it's just like you know you have to change yourself just to be with me or you have to change yourself just to be around me or any of the case it can strictly be platonic friendship it doesn't always necessarily have to be a relationship as well that's not mm. that's good to know I, I didn't even think about that yeah that's a good point and that that actually falls on. Yeah, that's a good point. Next, uh, little question was, I'm not asking mm -hmm. for any names, but do you know anyone mm -hmm. who has experienced abuse while they were or are in college? And it sounds like you, you young ladies have, you know, have either experienced yourself or you know of someone who, like you just mentioned, the platonic friendships of just being friends with somebody and somebody trying to control or dictate or dominate who you are as a person and, and where you go and who your friends are. So, you know, that's, I guess that's just how it is on college campuses, but it sounds like all of you have experienced at least someone or, or know someone who has experienced abuse while they were or are in college. Um, so that's why we're here talking too. We want those young ladies to understand their worth and their value and that they do not have to, um, participate or allow those uh, actions that are being that are abusive to they don't have to take that you know they don't have to take it so um, now I want the three of you and listeners to hear this because I had to jot down a couple of tips okay I had to put some tips down here <laughs> so I want y'all to listen to this so if you know someone who's being hurt or abused on your college campuses believe your friend and keep what she tells you confidential, okay? Don't go out telling nobody. Don't go out, ooh, girl. Don't be texting nobody. Yeah. Ooh, girl, let me tell you what such and such said. Especially if you are her friend, okay? So don't believe your friend if she tells you something and keep it confidential. Don't blame the victim for the abuse because guess what? They're not responsible for being abused and it's not their fault. Whatever's happening to them is not their fault. They can wear what they want to wear. You know, they can have a voice. So don't ever blame a victim or anyone that comes to you or that you see that's being abused and say, girl, she deserved to get hit upside her head. You know, don't don't do that. Don't blame the victim. Um, and also, guess what? That victim needs to tell their story in their own time and at their own pace. And, you know, but still be there. 
be still be there for them to be able to talk privately with them. And it's so important that you guys understand that they need to tell it at their own time, because guess what? It is hard to admit that you've been abused. It took me 20 years because I'm a 28 year survivor of domestic violence. It took me 20 something years to actually acknowledge the abuse that I encountered and to be able to say the words that, you know, I was choked. I was pinned down on the bed. My husband raped me. The pan was thrown against the kitchen wall and I was made to clean it up. It, those are big words to have to acknowledge to anybody. So as a younger person, please, you know, give them time to be able to tell their own story when they are ready to tell their own story. But also uh, validate her feelings. You know, because as long as we live and breathe, we're all going to experience hurt, anger. We're going to be afraid sometimes. We're going to be ashamed. And then guess what? Sometimes you even feel trapped because if that person is all that you know or all that she knows, that's how she feels. You know what I'm saying? So validate her feelings. Let her know you understand how she feels, even if, you, you know, you've never experienced it before. Acknowledge that it's okay for her to be angry or ashamed or even to feel trapped. And also ladies, assault is a crime. So if you are witnessing abuse occurring, call 911. Even if your friend don't want you to call, do it anyway. Okay. Cause you don't need permission to save her from abuse, especially once you witness it. So see, that's a little bit different than giving her time to tell it at her own pace. If some, you see someone being assaulted and abused and and all that, you need to call 911 right then. If she she, you know, you lose a friendship after it's over, then you know that's her emotional place of what she's going through, but at least you would have saved her life. Okay? So what do you ladies think about those tips? I do agree. Um, I, agree. I also have something I'm gonna just advocate my little major. Um, please absolutely seek, please seek um therapy. There, I don't um I know especially in the black community, therapy is really, you know, um pe- people people like push it to the side, you know. No, I don't need to see no one, you know, or they think I'm not crazy or nothing like that. Please seek help. Like, even if it is at your own time, please seek help. It will do wonders, especially those listening. Uh, it, please seek help. Like, that's, that's, there's, that's, I, I think that's the best advice I can give is please seek help. And that's wonderful advice for you to give because guess what? Therapy is taboo in a lot of um, household, race, religion, whatever you want to call it. Therapy is considered taboo. But guess what? We're, that's a whole different subject of mental health. And you know what I'm saying? You're, what you're saying is absolutely correct. If you are experiencing uh, domestic violence or you, you know, because it's trauma. And what helps trauma? Therapy. So thank you for adding that. And thank you for sharing that. And Chrissy, I think you were wanting to add something as well. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I think she you said the words out of my mouth when you said taboo. Um I, I think she she um made a very good point and um she's absolutely correct that I think um that people are becoming more aware and more open um about therapy and I think the more we talk about the need for 
counseling and um, uh, psychiatry. And um, I think they're becoming more open the more we have open communication about it being okay. It's okay to need to talk to somebody. Um, everybody doesn't have that safe person that they can talk to, whether it be family. And like you said, it took you 20 something years and I'm your sister and didn't know it. And um, you didn't know about what was going on with me because a lot of times when people are in those um, situations, they don't want to tell either mm -hmm. from embarrassment, um, pride, mm -hmm. um, a lack of feeling like you failed um, a lot of emotions. You you want to succeed at being married or succeed at at um, your relationship. So you want to keep me making mm -hmm. excuses for the um, for the abuser. So there's several reasons why. But if you don't have or don't feel that you have that person that you can talk to your 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 family mm -hmm. right now, you will eventually once you become an overcomer. Um, but if you feel like you don't have that person to talk to, then seek counseling. Even if you have that person to talk to, I think counseling is good because it gives you a safe place and a safe person that doesn't know you nor the abuser. It gives you a safe oh, place absolutely. to be able to, to say, talk so that you uh, can become even, that overcomer. You don't even like not even just for abuse, like even for other things, um, seek therapy. I personally go to therapy. Not because of abuse, but like you know, I felt like my mental my mental state was being I don't really know the word for it, but I felt like my well, I can say my mental state was in jeopardy, and I wanted to um you know before putting anybody else first, I had to put myself first, so mm -hmm. you also have to you know think about you and realize like what's going on in your head what 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 you're thinking about you know what's going on around you and you know to put yourself first mm -hmm. and make mm -hmm. sure that you have the help that you need before you can help anybody else absolutely and and hats off and I commend you for realizing all right we're, right we you know because being a young person yes we applaud realizing you. yes that, that was something that you needed yes. and there's nothing to change right. in therapy at all there's nothing period. wrong with it i think a lot of nothing. i think a lot of people especially in the black community you know i don't really think mental health is right. seriously as it should be just because you know i've went to certain family members and you know, before I went to therapy, Absolutely. I felt that I could confide in certain family members and, you know, tell them what's mm -hmm. going on with me just for them to, you know, basically belittle my situation and basically make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. When the whole time I'm really like, you know, uh, kind of losing my mind. But I would say, you know, um, I recently just decided to choose me first before mm -hmm. choosing anybody mm -hmm. else because, um, you know, everybody has their own life and I know that my life is worth living. So I had to make sure that I'm okay absolutely so that I can keep going through life. Cause I, cause it was a point where I felt like I couldn't keep going. So, um, just for anybody, you know, that's listening, that needs that push, you know, go to therapy. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Um, seek God as well because if it wasn't for him and you know my therapist I probably you know wouldn't even have the courage to you know, be speaking right now mm. Ooh, oh yeah. Ooh. amen yeah. I applaud you Janice here for real because mm. yeah. you just 
Well, that we was knew motivation. why I was having a hard oh, time wow. getting logged on, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. See that? I, I told you she had something to say. It was, was it was. She had something to say oh, why the devil didn't want her on here. You had something to say, and okay, but all of. Okay, all of you young women have have been motivating Absolutely. and have shared some insight to other young girls. You don't hear young women talking about this topic or talking about counseling or talking about self-love and how do we even get to the point that we're having to have mm -hmm. this discussion right. about domestic violence in college students. How do we get there? It's because we haven't addressed those issues we just talked about and just were empowered. And if we can reach not only young mm -hmm. women, we don't want to leave young men out because young men are abused as well. So how do we reach these young people before they get to being a victim? So I commend all of you. Absolutely. I'm proud of each I'm of so you and sharing I'm your story so and being transparent. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that because mental health is important. Um, it's extremely important. And when you need it, you know, especially, you know, college folks, if you need it, like the young lady was saying, don't be, don't be ashamed to do what you need to do because yeah. your mental health is important. College is stressful all by itself anyway, especially when you got this freedom, then you got to get your mind together on what you're there for. It's a whole, it's a whole process. <laughs> and then if you're dealing with someone who's trying to, uh, belittle you and defeat who you are. I mean, that's a lot. And then life, life outside of that, just life in general can be stressful. So definitely um, don't be ashamed to address your mental health. Don't be ashamed to, if, if your mental health, you know, situation becomes extreme because you're dealing with something on college campuses, address it. Right. Don't let it be, you know, don't let it be. Yes. Someone who. Okay. This yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Like you were saying, college by itself is hard. And then on top of that, we got to deal with life. And I feel like if you're at dealings with anyone, relationship, friendship, you know, any anything, anybody in your life, it shouldn't be hard. And it shouldn't be, it should be truly love. Absolutely. In the Bible, it says love never fails. So if you're going through like any type of abuse, so where is leading you to mental issues because I feel like domestic violence can lead to depression, anxiety, yes. low self-esteem, etc. Yes. And I go to therapy as well, Jeannie C. I go to therapy as well. And it's nothing wrong with it. And it is um masked in the black community because they feel like, oh, that's that white right. stuff or you know, mm -hmm. but it is a help. Like having someone to confide in. And I'm if you listen to this, I definitely advise you to if you feel like you need someone to talk And I also to. want to say, you know, like, trust the process as well. I know um, I wanted things to, like, change overnight, but it wouldn't, you know, things are not going to change overnight. So um, I started going to therapy, I think it's been almost a year. And um, I feel, like, a lot better now. I look at things differently. I feel like a new, like, a new person. Um, and it changed my perspective on life. It also helped me grow as a person. So, like, I know, like I said, people want things to happen overnight, but I would say trust your process and, you know, trust your journey because, um, you know, it's worth it 
because everybody was put here for a purpose. Yes. Definitely. I am so proud of y'all. I just can't hardly stand it. My chest got <laughs> bust out my, at the front of my shirt. I'm over here holding my chest <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm, so pr- I'm so proud of you ladies and your transparency and your journey and your visions and your just your life and, and for joining us today. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, Chrissy, do you want to share some statistical numbers with us or are you still traveling? Because I can cover that. No, I I, I tell you, y'all said y'all were holding y'all chest. I was literally holding my chest as well. Um, Just in um, listening to these young ladies and um, me being older, I know um, that the people that listen to this will be inspired. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to tell you some statistics. Let me go there. Um, cause I, I'm just so full right now. Okay. Okay. Chrissy, get together. Okay. Listen, young ladies. So an average of 20 people experience intimate partner, physical violence every minute, 20 people every minute, 10 million abuse vi- victims annually. Can you imagine that? 20 people I every 10 minutes. Yeah. What do y'all think was, about that? You know, that kind of shook me minutes. right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Minutes. One in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical abuse, abuse physical violence by an intimate partner. One in three women one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. So every no, three that, friends that, that you got, I, one of them I have experienced that is very much true. Physical violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that. Mm-hmm. So when you go in a room full of your friends or just people, Every three women or one in every four men that you look around will have experienced some mm-hmm. form of, and if not now, they're saying statistically will. So one, another statistics is one in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured by an intimate partner. So not only did they have physical abuse, but they were injured in some form. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. And there is no data for a male victim. But let's talk about the first part. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. So that's telling me just because you might be married to them. But if you say no, not tonight, baby, that's supposed to be respected. If you're in a relationship with them and you say, I don't want to do it. Male or female, this is ty- this statistic is for women. Mm-hmm. But if you say no, it's supposed to be no. But there are people, abusers, that if I'm married to you or I'm dating you, I own your body. Mm-hmm. I can have sex with you. That's what the that's what the abuser thinks. That there is no no. And you always have a yes or no to your body. I don't care, married. 
in a serious committed relationship you have the right, right to say no do you know why there is no data on males who have been raped what are your thoughts why do y'all think that there's no data on males that have been raped yeah men don't really play yeah Y'all better be intelligent, women. You're absolutely correct. That is why there's no data on men. Men, t- stereotypically, men are supposed to be strong. You know, they're strong men. Don't nothing, oh, nothing hurt us. You know, we're males. And you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. There's no data because men do not uh, typically report that they're, they've been raped. And it does happen. Men are raped by women, you know. But you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. That's, that's because they don't mm-hmm. report it. Um, Christian, did you have anything else to add or share or anything right now? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. You know, um, as you were stating that men are so dominant, it's, it's almost like if a male reports, um, that he, he's been, let me go back. So men are expected mm-hmm. to have sex with a bunch of women that that's that's kind of the expected you 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 know my husband often talks about um when they were growing up that it was expected for men to have women like that that was the norm you are you a true boy a true man um when you're having sex with women so that that's like the norm um for men so for 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 me to say as a male that mm-hmm. somebody came and took right. sex from me? No, I'm I'm give I'm the I'm the taker. I'm the take. I'm I'm presented as the taker. So I'm not my pride and and is not right. going to allow me to Absolutely. report that and be seen Absolutely. as a victim. That's such a great point. You're right. As a victim. Yes. Yeah. So You're I right. think the right. the shame and the pride. Uh, so young ladies, yeah, as we move along. Yeah. Without naming your college, does your college have a place where students can go to report abuse? Yes. Yay! I'm so glad because if they didn't, <laughs> I was going to ask you guys <laughs> to go to your counselors and ask them to offer a place for someone to experience uh, domestic violence to report privately what they've experienced. So since you all said yes, I am so happy to hear that. I don't even know if my college campus even had a place like that. Chrissy, did your college have a place where, you know, I guess maybe you were supposed to go to the counselors, but I never heard that when I was in school. So did your school have a place to go? Yeah. Well, that it, it I'm sure it is like a requirement. Oh. Um, I think it was like in the rec in the rec department, I remember seeing a sign, something about abuse, like was on the board. Mm. So I think it's like a requirement to have it posted somewhere. Yeah. Um, gotcha. But it was Some never discussed. It was never scary. discussed at all. Um, so it's right, right. They, they don't even know that it's there. So people that really need it, because these are not uh, open right. discussions. Um, they never utilize it too about colleges being a unique uh, arena is 
if the student or the young lady or man does go report it, that student who's the abuser is still there on campus. So you're right. It's probably not just a big thing that anybody talks about. So that's understood. You know, it, it, would, it would be nice to, um, especially with the statistical um, information, mm. that that be a part of um, orientation for uh, college students. It should be a part of their, if not their orientation, they have um, classes, what is it, something for freshmen, like freshman orientation class. Yeah, that you have that wow. you are required to take. That's Why true. is that not a part of the oh conversation? That's true, ladies. That give y'all something to think about when regular real for real school starts back. <laughs> back. Uh, for real, for real college starts back. Give you guys something to think about that you can right. take to your counselors or whatever department handles that. So, right. thank you. That's a great point. Um, I like I like that. I like that. So, um. Ladies, as we move forward, yeah. I've got another question. Do you think that students who observe abuse of others are likely to A, stop the abuse when they see it happening, B, act like they don't see it happening, or C, go and privately report to the school what they observe? I, what do you I think? I say B, honestly. Yeah. I have to say yeah. B. I honestly say B because people our age to mind their They mind their business at the wrong Right. Feel like it don't. Mm. Yeah. Feel like they don't have nothing to do with that. Mm. It's between whoever. And if they don't, if they, you know, um, nine times out of ten, they'll pull out their phone and record it. Mm. Because I see a lot of it, you know, on my Mm -hmm. Twitter timeline, social media, like social media. Period. I see it everywhere. And like uh, Kyla said, they tend to mind their business at the wrong time. Like they care when you know somebody's about to fight, but they don't care when abuse is going on. So it's like, mm. you know, well, when it's too late, that's the thing. That right. Me, it'd be too late. Right. Mm. People. And sometimes I say, like, even if someone is to say, call the police, if they seen it happen, some people will, I've actually seen like someone will get mad, you know, because you called. The police. Oh yeah. Who would, but who would be the person to get mad? Who would get mad? Like bystanders. Victim? Like it'll be the, oh. everyone basically, all in all, it can go both ways. It can mm-hmm. be the the victim, of course, the abuser or bystanders. Like, right, hey, yeah. you know, you called the police. Mm-hmm. You know, you such a in our terms, you such a op. Like, it's like yes. no, like no. Yes. The wrong right is right, wrong is wrong. And then it's switching back on you. So you have to be careful yeah. with that. Really. Wow, and that, you know what? That saddens me to hear that because. And, you know, and I know the mentality, I know, you know, people have different levels of mentality, but that is sad that, you know, to act like you don't see it happening, because guess what? You don't want it to be happening to you. You know, you wouldn't. And I'm not talking like pointing the finger at you guys, but I'm saying in general that nobody wants to be abused or be hit on or shoved or embarrassed just because they got a crowd of people watching and things like that. Um, and, you know, and then also, too, I understand what you guys are saying about, you know, if you try to report it, how somebody's going to say, you know, oh, you you squealing or whatever that little word you just used. <laughs> I am, oh, I don't even know what that word is, but, <laughs> you know, um, and, and it's sad that it has to be that way or that it is that way. It doesn't have to be that way. But all I can say to to you guys or anyone that's listening to this podcast 
do something different. Don't choose B. Don't act like you don't see it's happening because guess what? Someone's life is at stake. Right. Someone is experiencing mm-hmm. trauma. Someone is being uh, broken. Mm-hmm. You may see them physically enduring whatever they're doing, but guess what? That's not, that's an experience that they're going to carry mm-hmm. and it's going to build who they are internally on the inside because they've been affected by this. So don't choose being that like you don't see it's happening. Hey, if people call you to whatever they're going to call you, say, okay, I don't even care about what you're saying because guess what? This person, she does not deserve that. He does not deserve that. So say what you will, but I'm going to make a difference today in somebody else's life. And you know, just to add on to that, um, it's I mean, it shouldn't be normalized for that to happen. However, it's more normalized within the friend group. And what I mean by Mm -hmm. friend group is like, if you see it happening or whatever, you know, you you do tend to mind your business. But it's more so you know that it's happening. And I just feel as though, like, if you, just for, like, for abuser, like, if you see your homeboy or your homegirl abusing their significant other, say something like that that's right that's your i hope that's not gonna be your friend anymore but if that is your friend like Mm -hmm. say something like no don't even do that you know we don't hit women or women you don't hit men like you don't hit nobody like no that's i don't see why people think like you know oh that's just them that's just their that's just their relationship that's what they do or they're toxic no no right Right. Thank you. Yes. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what other words they add to that. You're absolutely right. Just don't ignore it. Pay attention to it. Do something about it. Go ahead, Chrissy. You know, I, this is Chrissy. As she was talking, I, I was uh, thinking about us. Uh, college abuse and and them saying that um, it's kind of taboo to report it. So I was looking up at the website stoprelationshipabuse.org and it's saying according to the American Bar Association, 28 of students on college campus experience dating violence. Coupled with the Department of Justice estimate that only 38% of domestic Mm -hmm. violence incidents are reported to the police. That means that many students on campus experience abuse without wow. support and reporting it. 38%. So y'all are right in saying that people are seeing abuse, but they're not reporting it. The victim's not reporting it, nor those around them mm-hmm. are reporting it. But we have an obligation if we see someone that is being abused, if you just outright see it, it That's is right. our responsibility. You can report anonymously. You don't have to give your information, but you can report anonymously. If you are friends with that person, provide them support and talk to them and encourage them to love themselves enough to get out of that relationship. But if you see something, I advise you all, as well as those that are listening, mm-hmm. to please report it even if it's anonymously wow, report so it because you may that be the so person true. that because saved that person's life other than nothing and other di- other than just watching so you're so right about that um 
ladies, as we continue to move forward in life and continue to strive towards success in college and all that uh, you all plan to pursue afterwards, we send you off with prayers. Chrissy, I'd like to ask you to do something super special for these young ladies by praying over their lives and praying over any college student who is experiencing domestic violence. Can you do that for us? Yes, ma'am. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Lord, we thank you that you have allowed us to fulfill the purpose that you had for us on today. God, we thank you for allowing your Holy Spirit to grace us, to be able to speak words of wisdom to these young people. God, we thank you for allowing them to have the courage, God, to speak their words and be transparent, God, because we know that, Lord, today is just the, the start of what you have for them in store. God, we ask that their testimony, their trials be testimonies, not only for others, God, but for themselves so that they can be encouraged, God, but for the purpose that you have for them. God, we thank you, God, for those that are listening or will listen to this podcast. God, we ask that you will give them strength and courage, God, to get out of the relationships that are not good for them. God, we ask that you will give them direction, God, on where they need to go and who they need to seek for help, God. God, we ask that you will mend hearts, God, and open their ears to receive the words that we have spoken on today, God, so that they may be able to fulfill the purpose that you have for them. Because, God, we know that if they survived, they're overcomers, God, and they have purpose for you. So, God, we ask that you could cover all the young people, God, that are in college. And, God, not only in college, God, but in the communities. God, cover them in the blood of Jesus. God, keep them safe and out of harm's way, God. God, give them direction and purpose, God. God, please give them the purpose, God, because they don't think that they have purpose. But if you woke up this morning, God, you have purpose for them. And so, God, I ask that you give them insight and direction for where you want them to go and who you want them to be. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name, Amen. we pray. Kayla. Amen. Oh, Kayla. Kyla. Yes, Miss Kyla. Nisi and Kashana, remember who you are. Remember your goals, remember your purpose, but always, always remember that you deserve to never, ever experience domestic violence. You are all queens. Now, do any of you have anything to add as closing words? Um, this is Kyla. Um, I know October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, each yes. one teach one that if you if you know anything or know anybody who's going through anything you know be, be their light even when they can't be it for themselves please be their light absolutely absolutely thank you Miss Kyla Miss Nisi do you yes. have anything as closing words um, I just want to tell anybody that's listening you know to keep going keep fighting you know um, it won't last forever you are loved. You are appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Nisi and Miss mm. Kashana. I just want to let anyone know that's who wa- that who's watching and actually experiencing or know anyone that is to let them know or if you experience yourself that um, know your worth. Um, know that you're nothing short of important and know that you're not a burden. Mm-hmm. And continue to keep your faith strong. 
and know that people are out there that genuinely care for you, including me. So um, my prayers will be sent, and I hope that all of you find your breakthrough. Amen. Thank you, Kashana. Thank you. And Miss Chrissy, do you have any closing remarks? As as stated throughout, I, I just commend you, young ladies, and I know that God has great purpose for you all. And just um, starting on today and, and listening to your transparency and um, the things that you have shared will be light to others. So I pray that you continue to let your light shine so that you fulfill the purpose that God has for you, because he definitely has purpose for all of your lives. And I, I just commend anybody that's listening that um, that they um, that they uh, I'm sorry, someone <laughs> next to me is trying to get my attention. Um, but I, I just commend the audience and those that are listening to um, if you are in an, a, a relationship, male or female, that is not healthy for you, um, that you find that support that you need. Um, and as I've already stated, a place to prosper is a, a great place that will assist you in anything that you need. If we don't have the resource, I, I can help Kathy, if we don't have the resources available, whether it be in Georgia or South Carolina, we will look up and research um, mm -hmm. those resources that can help you get what you need. Um, you know, I was listening. I just left a... Um, a, a rally for uh, uh, the community this morning. And they was talking about how South Carolina um, has been in the top 10 for domestic violence. Mm. Um, and we just moved to number 11. And, um, and that's not just college campus, that's domestic violence as a whole. So that, that says this conversation is very much needed. So I pray that all those that have experienced or experience in this, that you are overcomers. Um, you're still living today, you survived. Um, and there's purpose for you. And there's, um, as someone has mentioned, there's a light at the end of the tunnel um, that your testimony, the trials that you've been through, your testimony is victorious, um, that you have something to tell others um, so that they too may be able to get out of that um, situation that they're in. So we're empowering you and encouraging you um, to move forward that if you made it today, today is a second chance. You have another opportunity um, to wake so up much, tomorrow. And girl, so we thank you me, for listening. I shouldn't say, girl, young ladies, let me say this from the bottom of my heart. I'm so appreciative of your transparency. I'm so appreciative of the way that you just put it out there for other young ladies who are on college campuses to know and to understand that domestic violence is not okay. And education about domestic violence and what it is, is so truly important for everyone because your goal on college campus is not to go there to be abused or to be hit on or beat on or, or, you know, isolated from friends or family or told that you can't wear this and you need to wear that and you can't wear your lace front and this, that, and the other. Um, so <laughs> so uh, your focus on college is just that college, but also your focus needs to continue to be on you. So if you are experiencing 
domestic violence on your college campuses, as these young ladies have mentioned, uh, there's a place to go. So go and report that so that you can continue to live your best life. And listeners, thank you for joining us. And ladies, thank you for joining me for an evening of conversation, transparency, and truth about domestic violence and our discussion about domestic violence on college campuses. It has been amazing and almost as amazing as each of you are. Until next time. See?